Hello everybody and welcome to the first annual Garage Time Town Hall. While a nation anxiously looks towards the presidential election next week, we here at Garage Time understand that there are still many topics and concerns that have been overlooked and have been forgotten and left unanswered. So as we exist to serve the people, serve the people so we shall. So without further ado, let's get into it. To begin our program tonight, Adam and I will provide with opening remarks and platform statements. Uh, then we will move on to concerns and topics from you, the people. So with that, Adam, the garage is yours. Thank you, Alex. To all listening out there, I want to thank you all for joining us and taking this time to be a part of this first annual Garage Time Town Hall. I know 2020 has been difficult for many uh, and for most. And as we near the end of 2020, we are left with far more uncertainty and confusion than we began our year with. A return to normal, a return to the baseline, structure. These are things people all across the world have been longing for. However, if 2020 has taught me anything, it's that we cannot strive to return to where we once were, that normal is not adequate, nor is it acceptable. That is why I propose for all who have returned to the office or workplace and are unable or not allowed to work from home, a nationwide mandate for an inter-office pizza and or nacho bar must be required. This mandate will be regularly monitored to ensure that all employers maintain a satisfactory spread and none of that weak shit. Also, all nachos, not only in the workplace, but anywhere where they are allowed to be purchased or are sold, will be required to be laid wide rather than built tall. We the people for too long have accepted this leaning tower of Pisa bullshit. No sane person wants toppings on only the uppermost layer of chips. In addition, workplace microwaves will be banned from the premises to prevent Sharon from making her afternoon burnt-to-shit popcorn because she likes it crispy. Or to stop Mark from accounting who, well, I couldn't let a good piece of leftover fish go to waste. Furthermore, the rest of the workday will be supplemented by an in-office cart girl or guy with a subsidized amount of drink tickets to be provided before you need to purchase on your own. Because being back in the office means you can't mute your mic, lean off screen and scream, shut the fuck up, Jerry, as he won't stop asking questions in a meeting that could have been handled by an email. And that type of self-restraint deserves office cocktails. Now, I know that there are many of you who this just isn't a reality for. And for those of you like our fantastic essential workers who clearly cannot become lubricated while on the job, we have not forgotten about you. Which is why for as long as you are employed in a job that prohibits you from receiving these new benefits and getting saucy with the guys or gals while at work, you will be provided a lifetime supply voucher for Chili's Triple Dippers that will be valid at any Chili's location. The sacrifice you make each and every day deserves no less than the ability to enjoy three of your favorite delicacies served as always with your favorite dipping sauce. Now, while this is only a small portion of the work that we must accomplish 
together, I believe with your support for the garage, we can accomplish this together and begin to build towards what we have for so long gone without. Thank you. And now, Alex, for your platform statement. Thank you, Adam. And I also would like to thank everybody who submitted question and is joining us here tonight. As 2020 has come and has almost nearly gone, we have the opportunity to reflect on our words and actions of not only the past 10 months, uh, but of the last few years. We have an opportunity to look around us and identify courses of action that we can individually and collectively as a group engage in to help return us to some sense of normality, which we so crave and desire. At some point, the pendulum must swing back in the opposite direction. And we need to position ourselves to both aid in its corrective swing and to take advantage of it. It is in this vein for which I propose some simple and effective measures to push ourselves to live a more decent, civil, and respectful lives. First among these measures, we will institute from day one a nationwide mandate to all restaurants and bar establishments to provide refills of alcoholic beverages upon first sight of an empty glass. This mandate will start as bar seating as a bar seating only measure and will expand to table seating on an 8-month 18-month plan. No longer will bar patrons suffer under the oppressive yoke that is, quote, "Would you like another beer, sir?" As if the last 3 hours of sitting in this seat drinking wasn't a clue to my plans for the evening. This mandate will not only help the patrons, but also the bartenders and the servers who have to waste time with trivial questions such as, would you like another drink? This would provide them with additional time to service other patrons. Also, a national rule we put into place when it comes to patron seating anywhere, anywhere, let me say this again, where seats are arranged in a row. This includes bars, movie theaters, buses, trains, auditoriums, and classrooms. This rule will in part require all patrons to sit with, at a minimum, one seat buffer between them and another patron that is not within their party. This, of course, is in the bounds of if space permits. But in that vein, if space doesn't permit, small talk. In lines at the grocery store, at sitting next to somebody at a bar, or at the gym... Small talk will be limited to initial hellos if required in passing in an aisleway or sitting next to somebody at a bar. And if comment permits, you may say something about your surroundings, the slow service, or the quick speed of service, or something to that extent. If no response is received from that comment or one that does not facilitate a meaningful response, then the conversation shall be terminated immediately, and silence will resume between the parties. With these simple measures, we can help swing the pendulum back to the reality we crave, the decency, civility, and respectability we desire. These are not all that can be done, but if we work together, I believe that we can bring this world back from the brink and institute a society and a way of life that would better reflect the hopes and dreams of each and every one of us. These actions would create a world and society for our children that we can be proud of and that they can flourish in. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Alex. We will now have a short intermission followed by our Q&A segment. Please stay with us.
Thank you all for returning. This part of the program will now be our Q&A session. So uh, again, thank you all to have participated and have reached out with your concerns and questions. Um, and we have gone through along with our editors and our legal team mm. and our support staff. And we have pulled not the most important, but we have pulled a select few that we wanted to take some additional time uh, and address this evening. Um, for anyone who has submitted questions who uh, hasn't heard them addressed here in this town hall, please feel free to write back to us. And we would be more than happy to extend our time uh, in discussing these matters mm. further with you. But uh, for now, this, these are the ones that, that we will be addressing. And so with that, we will begin our submitted questions Q&A portion. Indeed. And uh, Adam, the first question that we have uh, from a listener is for you. Uh, and it's pretty straightforward. What is the single most important thing that you can provide us, the people, to ensure a better day-to-day -day life? So this is a this is a pretty a pretty good and and simple straightforward question because there there are so many things that you know affect us in our day to day and it's tough to kind of really clamp down on, on what we can do and what what needs to be done and I think it, for me it's pretty clear um, we're gonna root out and we're gonna find uh, and we're gonna bring to a public forum, whoever is behind the, is your car or your car is no longer covered and here's an extended warranty robocall. Now that's, I'm not going to stop there, right? Because, because it's not good enough to know who is a culprit. Okay. We have to exercise our ability to exact justice on them. And because this person or these people have so long plagued us and ruined quiet family dinners, ruined sensual times with loved ones, first experiences, and things of that sort. I mean, I'm proposing a, a pure shame down cobblestone streets. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to, we are going to turn this person, these people over to you, the listeners. And it will be cathartic and therapeutic. And I think it's something that, that, that turning this corner will really get us moving uh, towards the right direction along with things that were stated uh, previously. So yes, the, the single most important thing on my list would be to out, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to use the word that they are, I'm going to out, we're going to out this terrorist and we're going to, you know, I'll stand on an aircraft carrier with a Kinko sign behind me and say, we got them. In moving along um, with things that have been made uh, more difficult, this question is posed to you, Alex. Hmm. And it was from one of our listeners, and it reads, uh, If it wasn't bad enough prior, COVID has made it so much worse. How can I stop people from using the urinal directly next to me? Hmm. This is a fantastic question. And... Uh... And it's a question that has uh, 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 been prevalent throughout our society, especially throughout men's lives and people who use the men's bathrooms lives. I, COVID has exacerbated this issue tenfold almost to where I didn't want to be standing next to you in the urinal to begin with. And now most certainly not with a plague that encompasses at minimum six feet. 
I definitely don't want to be sitting next to you at a urinal or standing next to you at a urinal. Excuse me. Uh, I was talking with someone yesterday uh, and they were so distraught and so enraged Mm. in the idea that when they walk in the bathroom, they don't know somebody's taking the wrong urinal. And so now the number game doesn't work because I can't take one that's now one space away from you. You're covering four, four urinals now because you chose the second one in as opposed to the first one. And so if this is a bathroom that doesn't have 15-year-olds in it, I don't have a choice. I have to wait for you to finish before I can use any of the five that were available originally. This is something that I don't want my future children to have to deal with. I don't want any of our future children to have to deal with. Once they become an old enough age to not go into the stall and can use the urinal and are tall enough, I don't want them to have to deal with somebody standing next to them, even without a plague. And so this is why I'm proposing... That we expand the size of bathrooms, men's bathrooms, throughout the nation. But we keep the same size and same amount of urinals within the bathrooms. Now, we don't have to worry about who takes what urinal. And if there's three people in five, within five urinals, somebody could still go to the bathroom. And nobody has to wet their pants in line at a sporting event, which we've all seen. Nobody needs that shame on their face. No child has to stand there and wonder to their father, can I use the bathroom? There's a urinal open right there. And you have to explain to them, no, you cannot. This is what I'm proposing. Expand the bathroom size. Maintain the size of the urinal and the limit of the urinal. So moving on now. Adam, this next question is from you from one of our listeners. What can be done to people who use speakerphones in public? This is, this is a troubling trend that has, at least in my estimation, begun arguably a generation ago uh, in lunchrooms, in middle school and high school, songs being played, the ringtone epidemic, where people would literally let their phones continue to ring while a baby played on repeat as if anyone has asked you to play that song. Um, And it's now just completely morphed out of control um, to people speaking in public forums uh, out loud and and almost in a uh, extended voice so that the person on the other side can hear them as they don't have the receiver next to their face as they are on speakerphone. So, unfortunately, this isn't something that can be done quietly. Um, Bureaucrats can't help us with this. Legislation cannot help us with this. These people have no decorum. They have no common sense of decency. So we must get in the mud. We have to do the dirty work. And we have to do the grit. You know, rebuilding where we are and building a better tomorrow is not going to be easy. And it wasn't going to take or it wasn't not going to take some dirty work so we have to hijack these phone calls it's as simple as that you're in the grocery store and someone is speaking on there to wife to someone even at work take it over immediately take it over tell them that they're not at the grocery store and that their clock is running and it might not be a taxi to them but your prostitution rates don't stop and this is a T&M transaction. 
you're at the doctor's and someone is speaking on speakerphone while you wait in the waiting room, pretend you are the doctor. Excuse me, sir, if you would please put down your phone, I have your herpes genitalia results back. We need to discuss this further in private. We need to shame them again and again and again until they have no longer a desire to put themselves in public as if they are the only ones. It won't be fun, it won't be fast, and it won't be pretty, but it's what's needed to get these these troglodytes to understand that, that there's no place for them in this world. Alex, this next question here is for you. Um, Do you see an issue with people driving in the left lane on the highway? And if so, what should be done to stop this? It's a great question. And the short answer is yes, I do see an issue with this. I do believe that driving the left lane constantly and repeatedly for non-passing purposes is an issue that permeates our society and our nation and our nation's highways every day the amount of accidents missed meetings late appointments and overall driving irritation on the freeway that could be avoided if these people would just get out of the way the whole point of the left lane was to allow people who were driving slow to drive slow in the other lanes and for people who wanted to go faster or you know the speed limit to move over and pass these people who wanted to drive their own speed safely. But now these people decide that they want to drive their own speed in the left lane and now causes me to have accidents, missed appointments, missed meetings, and just general irritation. This can't be allowed anymore. And I refuse to allow it to be allowed anymore. This is why I am also proposing that we allow the pit maneuver to be used on these people. To safely remove them from the lane for which they are causing such a log jam and irritation. To be able to bump them slightly on the bumper, to either give them a love tap to say, hey, please move over, because clearly me riding your bumper for the last six miles hasn't told you this. Or, if that doesn't work, to a little heavier of a love tap to spin them out of control wildly into the ditch, safely, mind you, so that I may proceed on my way unencumbered by their slowness in the left lane. These people must be dealt with swiftly and immediately. Adam, this one's from you, and it's from another listener. And it reads as follows. Because of the lockdown, all shows and movies that I have saved away for a rainy day have now all been watched. I then decided to rewatch Game of Thrones, and in doing so, I, without thinking, subjected myself again to the horror of what season 6 and 8 was after HBO ran out of source material. How can I ever move on from what they did to me? I commiserate with you, listener. Um... And I think Don Corleone said it best when he said, look how they massacred my boy. As this is the pain a father could only feel, a mother could only feel, in seeing something that they nurtured and cared for and spent such time with be brutalized and bastardized in front of them with nothing that they could do. And they were right. 
that once source material ran out, these people who were paid handsome sums of money couldn't do anything on their own. And so because of that, I propose to find and detain George R. R. Martin, that he will be locked away with no contact other than what is needed to complete Winds of Winter. Only after Winds of Winter is completed, and based on the review of the timeline to complete Winds of Winter, will, be, will he be allowed conjugal visits of someone uh, approved and chosen by the state, uh, the garage state that is. And then he can move on to his final book. Now, in addition to this, you might say, well, George is writing. Well, George is also writing lots of blog posts. And George likes to say that if he were young and spry again, that maybe he could write 150 pages a day or a week or whatever number it was he used. Well, George, if you'd get off the fucking blog posts, and stop soaping your ego to all of your fans and reading all of these forums and do the service that you set out to provide before you swelled and ballooned to a megalomaniac of uncontrollable proportions. Maybe your avid listeners and dear patrons would have this hole in their heart, in their soul repaired, but you're not interested which is why we need to step in. So once completed, season six and eight will be redone and copies of all the original will be struck from all record of the earth. Additionally, there must be recourse. Daniel Weiss and David Beanoff will be imprisoned and will be subjected to continuous, uninterrupted viewing 24-7 of Jamie Kennedy's Son of the Mask, which is the sequel to Jim Carrey's The Mask, until their eventual expiration for their crimes against humanity and against Game of Thrones in their bastardization of seasons 6 through 8. Now, I know this will not erase the mental anguish and pain that it caused you, and there's nothing I can do other than to offer my condolences and my support and to let you know that I hurt with you that the days of Breaking Bad or Ozarks, which is on its way out, the Sopranos, shows of that ilk are leaving and they are being replaced with another show hosted by Nick Cannon about someone and singing. And I, 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 I can't stop them. That horde is too big. However, if we can find victories like this in capturing George R. R. Martin... And threatening him by ruining his terrible hats or possibly cutting suspenders one by one until he bows to our will. That maybe, just maybe, some piece of us in some corner of this terrible, cruel, and cold world can have hope. And that is what I offer you. This will be our final question of the town hall. And Alex, I I read this to you. We have new neighbors that seem nice enough, but are pressing us to do things with them on the weekends. What is our obligation to accept these offers? It's a great question. Your obligation to these new neighbors is none. Period. None. Zip. Zilch. 
However, something that is more important to whatever dumb question they asked you is your obligation to your garage community. This obligation is great and it weighs heavy on all of our shoulders and we must accept this. You have a responsibility to demonstrate your strength and your dominance to your new neighbors. You must establish the order of the hierarchy that is the garage time family and community. If they ask you to go apple picking on a weekend day when it's normally your time, your husband's time to go golfing with the guys and your time to go drinking with the girls on brunch and having eggs benedict with salmon, then you tell them to fuck off. Now, you could invite them to your outings if you were so inclined to. And if they don't accept, well then, I'm not saying this is a cause for war in the neighborhood. But that is something to have on your mind. You must establish the dominance that you were here first. They're the newcomers. They're the ones invading your land, trying to grow their own seed on your fertile soil, if that analogy tracks. You cannot allow them to boss you around. You must tell them that nobody's bringing you a cookie plate when you show up here. This is our land. And if we allow you to be here, you can be here. So invite them for 18 holes. See if they pass out drunk on the 16th hole like everybody else does. See if they can put down bottomless mimosas like you and the girls can. And if they can't, and if they continue to ask you to go apple picking or whatever lame thing they're trying to do, then I think it's time to usher them kindly out of the community and out of the neighborhood. Your responsibility to them is nil, but your garage time, family, and community responsibility is great. And I will leave you with that. Wrapping up here, I do just want to say to everybody who's listening, while we've addressed the issues and questions that are being overlooked and forgotten, I hope that we here in this Garage Time Garage have demonstrated how creating a garage-like atmosphere of your own can help you relieve the stresses of the world that are caused by these issues and questions that surround you daily. Well said, Alex. So, in closing of this first annual Garage Time Town Hall, I hope that all of you come away from this with the understanding that you don't have to accept that pottery class invitation that Ruth at your office won't stop asking you to go to. That you do need that DeWalt 12-inch sliding compound dual bevel miter saw. Because why fucking not? But more importantly... We here at Garage Time hope you understand that we are with you. That although our garages aren't physically connected, that doesn't mean that we aren't all connected. And it's through our garages that we remain connected. We will remain steadfast in our belief that it was necessary to buy that third case of beer. That we can win that money back. We just need one more bet. And that it's okay to play Billy Squire the Stroke as loud as you want for the fourth time tonight. Because fuck it. This is our garage. So with that, this concludes tonight's first annual Garage Time Town Hall. 
We hope you enjoyed it. We hope it was informative. Thank you all for your questions for tonight's Q&A. Please stick around as Cocktail Hour is up next. From us here in the garage, good night. Well, if you made it all the way here, I would assume you made it through the first annual Garage Time Town Hall. So thank you. Um, It was a labor of love. We did it for you, the people. Uh, And so now we're here. We're we're back at cocktail hour. Alex is sawing away at some fruit. Uh, We have a bottle of maple syrup. There's a fucking blowtorch. There's some bourbon. There's some rosemary. I mean, we are fucking in it. Care about this here table at all? Well, you could just hold that. I mean, you you didn't have to cut the rosemary so short. He's literally toasting rosemary with my Coleman blowtorch. Um, so that's now in the glass. The glass is upside down with the smoking rosemary inside it. This is wild. I literally have no idea. I mean, like, I'm explaining what's going on, but I have no idea what the fuck is going on in my garage right now. Is anyone yep. doing it? Yeah, it's doing it. A little bit, a little bit. So in general, all we're doing for the moment is um, we're, I have the glasses upturned with the rosemary that has been blowtorched. They're not on fire, but they're just smoking. And so it's smoking the inside of the glass, getting a very a smoky flavor within the glass Toasty. and scent, but okay. also a kind of rosemary hint in there, which is right. kind of piney, kind of minty, but... Not as harsh as those could be. That yeah, makes all right, sense. All right. Okay. So it makes sense. Here comes all the accoutrement. Yeah. Stuff I forget to bring out. So what the fuck is this drink? So this is uh, part two of our Halloween cocktails. I said last week we were going to do one this week and next week. I mean, it is Halloween week, so I can't not do one. Um, this is called uh, the Haunted Graveyard Cocktail. Now... The problem with Halloween cocktails, to be fair, is uh, they're pretty gimmicky most of the time. It's like, you know, make some weird vodka drink, add a bunch of red dye to it, and call the vampire's yeah. kiss or yeah. something, and then have a floating edible eyeball in there. With, okay, yes. And it's like, hey, I don't want to do that, A, because it's just a vodka and cranberry that right. I, I don't care about. That That's a bunch of nothing. Um, and so there's really not a lot. I, we did the Corpse Survivor number two, which isn't a Halloween cocktail at all. It just has it a spooky like name, yeah, yeah. right? So that's what I was looking for. Oh, that wasn't that's as deep as I wanted it to be, but that sounded nice. Brand new bottle of Four Roses. Yeah, definitely. Also, shout out uh, Dodgers. Dodgers just beat uh, the Rays 3-1, won the World Series. Indeed, they did. Um, yeah, so this cocktail is actually pretty simple. It's, uh, it's a two-to-one ratio. Two parts of bourbon and one part of maple syrup. Uh, so that's what we'll do here. And then uh, after that, so this is all going in the shaker. It's a shaking, shaken cocktail. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, uh, we have uh, two slices of, well, for one cocktail, it would be one slice of orange, uh, of an orange, cut up into four quarters. That will be added to the shaker as well. Um, and then we will also add a sprig of uh, rosemary. And then we'll shake them all over ice. Oh, and we'll also add a dash of bitters. 
my apologies. This is a big old mess over here right now. That's all right. So we got the oranges in, we got the bourbon, we got the maple syrup in. We're adding the orange bitters right now. Yep. And then I'm going to toss in a sprig or two of rosemary. And all the while, the rosemary is still uh, smoking the inside of the glasses. This is the most, like, I mean, literally, maple syrup, bourbon, bitters, rosemary, I, oranges. I have no idea what to expect out of this. Uh, let me add some ice, huh? Mind you, we probably don't need any because the garage is ice cold. I mean, we are bundled up, non-insulated. This is a detached garage. We're roughing it. Oh, yeah. Hands are getting cold. I was going to say, man. Good grief. So this cocktail, you do have to... Shake quite a bit because you want to uh, really loosen up the viscosity of the uh, maple syrup, or else you'll have a real just thick start drink. Chewing it down, yeah, which is what is not. We should have just went basic. And I got, I went to the uh, pumpkin patch with the kids this weekend. I got some apple cider in there. We could have just could have done my old tried and true November tailgate when I was at college, just some hot apple cider and some whiskey. That doesn't sound half bad, to be honest. It worked. I'm telling you. All right, so now we're going glass in the, in the glass. Fucking hell. Ice in the glass. Fold to the top. Yep, and then we got uh, this one. You definitely have to fine strain. A, because it's shaking. You always fine strain shaking drinks. Keep the but ice But also out, because yeah. there's a bunch of uh, lemon sliced chunks in nope, there. Nope, Orange. Orange. Did I do it again? Yeah. Really doesn't matter what type of citrus is in there. Uh, I'm going to fuck that up. Uh, and then also, uh, there's a bunch of uh, rosemary in there. And then you don't want those sprigs in your drink. So this one's fun to strain because of the thickness of the maple syrup will kind of gum up your uh, fine strainer. But you just spin it around and work with it. It'll, it'll come out. Come on, baby. So it's odd, you know... In these shaken drinks, these these citruses really give off their own colors, which mm. I wouldn't expect it, you know? I mean, it's, it looks like a dirty orange juice. Um, That's not great. We're working with Alex's fresh rosemary plant over here. Actually, we're not going to do that. I was going to garnish it, but it's covered in dirt because it's still an alive plant. Well. And a live plant. All right. See so, the... Again, what's it called? The Maria? haunted graveyard. As opposed to a non-haunted graveyard. Correct. Seems like an oxymoron or a redundancy, I suppose. All right. Well, here we go. Right, cheers. cheers. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a lot happening in there. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all over the place. It's di it's weird because it, there's the simple syrup, want, like you want to taste it because mm -hmm. of the sugar. You mean the, but it's, the maple but syrup? It's, 
maple No, well, I'm saying like we're used to simple oh, syrup yes, and yes, everything, yes. right? So when you taste that sugar, you think, all right, simple syrup. But then there's like this background maple hue mm-hmm. to it. Um, let me take, I'm going to take another drink of this. I gotta tell you, I don't know what the rosemary's doing. Isn't that isn't that a little odd? Yeah, like I, I don't like I can taste it mm-hmm. faintly. I don't know what it's like giving me. You're also supposed to, <coughs> which is what I was gonna do, and then forego it was um, uh, a sprig of it as a garnish that kind of sits as a plume on it, like your mint would do on a uh, on a um, mint julep, and so you would smell it as it goes yeah. to your nose, and that would really pull that out of the drink. But it's all covered in dirt, so I didn't want to do that to us. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this a six. Mm. Not because it's a bad taste. No. Because I don't know when I would ever make it. Like, I understand Halloween. I would make a dumb vodka crayon with extra grenadine. or Like, it wasn't too much for you to do it. No, and but you can leave out the smoking of the glass since you really don't get much of it. You but don't even aside from that. that, like I just, you know, all right. I mean, yeah. So it's a fun cocktail name type of thing. It's almost more trouble than it's worth. And I think that's why it gets a six. I will say, uh, so I, we've talked about sweetness of bourbon versus whiskey before and how this literally has an ounce of maple syrup per two ounces of bourbon. And so I was, I'm interested to know if you think it's too sweet. I don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And then, like so, like the the maple syrup is so less pronounced than I thought it would mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. Like you see maple syrup, and it's fucking maple syrup. Right? Yeah. You you can't avoid that taste. It's almost non-existent in this. Yeah, you taste the. Sweetness. I taste more orange. I taste mm-hmm. the bourbon. Mm-hmm. I taste the the sweetness of the bourbon, mm-hmm. and I have a faint maple flavor. Yeah. Like. In the aftertaste, in the back of which my is throat. weird when you when you're pouring out this thick maple this syrup shot goo, into yeah, it. Yeah. And so what's weird is the last week I was testing this drink out because it was the first time I had made it, and so I was like, I don't know that I like bourbon with this because bourbon's sweet, maple syrup sweet. So I was like, let me try my rye whiskey with this, which is why I brought the rye whiskey because I had uh-huh. forgotten the recipe when I was packing my bag initially, and I tried it with the whiskey. I didn't like it at all. Tasted like whiskey with a splash yeah, of simple syrup too, in it. I yeah, didn't like it at all. Too like contradictory, it, yeah, right? Exactly. Too opposing. It didn't like groove together. This fits down the same lane and just kind of cruises. And it's, I think it's nice. Again, I don't. I agree with you. I don't know when it I doesn't would, taste. It doesn't taste bad. I could have a few. I don't know why I would or where I. If would. If I was at a Halloween party and this was a drink, I'd be all right with it. Yeah, it's fine. The orange is also a bit weird too. And that an interesting ingredient. Like, but you get it, it but not like, like super pronouncedly, pronouncedly, no, pronouncedly, it's, whatever. It doesn't come forward, but it's there. Like, I don't know. Maybe do we like, would we forego the citrus and put a spice in there instead? You could like a, like a nutmeg mm-hmm. or an allspice, mm-hmm. something like that, that would play off the sweetness of the bourbon and it'd make it a much, uh, darker f- drink because yeah, the orange is trying to lighten it up a little bit yeah i mean you give it a little lift 
Yeah. As I, opposed I, to like all body from yeah. the spice of the bourbon. But if the, yeah, I mean, I imagine that you could definitely go down that road. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, I mean, we had a we've had a weird show today. A different show. Not weird. No. Nah. We went right into the, the to the town hall. Hey. And and here we are. So you you were gone from this month's uh, garage time uh, office party. I was. I because was. Because the Big Ten is back. Mm, indeed. College football in the Midwest is here. College football in general, I think, has really started now that the Big Ten's back. I think we can all agree with um, that. Michigan State. Shit themselves and didn't just lose to Rutgers, got beat by two scores. By a team that everybody beat by 72 points, as I remember. To be fair, Greg Schiano is back. Greg Schiano went super heavy on the grad transfers. They're not going to be typical Rutgers. They're still not going to be great. Also, this season is with an asterisk. There's no fans there. And if any sport in the world, fans matter more, it's at college. Mm. College games, like, it just. The kids, they're not pros. They can get rattled. Yeah. Right? A first-time quarterback like Michigan's Joe Milton. Michigan went out and boat raced those rowboat bastards in Minnesota. Damn right we did. And uh, it was it was a good weekend. It was a good kickoff. And now Michigan's favored by like a fucking million over Michigan State I'll tell you, the on only, Halloween. The only thing I missed uh, last weekend was you guys and partying here. And you guys looked like you had a great time. Uh, but outside of that, I hunted last weekend with Pop. That was cool. I had a couple that day. I had a couple deer come in that night. Couldn't get a shot on them, but I had a couple does. Too dark or too far? Yeah, they were to my right. So I would. I was up in a tree stand where I had a cross so body, and body. they were forty yards out with a tree in the way, and they they wandered off as quickly as they came in, yeah. type of thing. But you know, shooting light was over at seven ten. It's a five minute drive back to the camper. We got a hot spot with Wi Fi. That's right. Actually, it was on ABC, so, I had, so we got the, the channel yeah. from the from the, yeah. the, the antenna from the antenna. Yeah. And I had a fifteen case of beer sitting cold in the trunk of the car. I pulled out. I mean, Beautiful. I had to be up at six in the morning, but still, who cares? And we, uh, uh, Mike and I. So it was Mike and I when the the kids went to. Uh, went to mm-hmm. mom's house and uh well dad was gone and so they were there and wife went to bed probably i don't know 10 o'clock or whatever and we watched the game and it was a fun game and we uh i think we stayed up to like three in the morning <laughs> so we watched we watched beer fest Sounds and then good. so i've got hbo max now mm. and that's got like a lot of the Adult Swim on there, mm-hmm. so like we watched an episode of Metalocalypse. Of course, they went to the Amazon. We're going to the Amazon. That's exactly what we watched. <laughs> um, I think like an episode of South Park or something. And then I'm like, it's fucking three in the morning, and I've got to go to the Pumpkin Patch Oof. tomorrow. We've got to go to bed. Mike's just got to drive twenty minutes back. Well, you so no, so he stayed. He stayed. He was gone by the time I woke up at like eight, and so you know, five hours of sleep. Luckily, I don't know how. Um, I was I was just really tired, no mm. headache, no hangover, a little groggy. Right? Just the you exhaustion. Know? If a cat would have ran out in front of me walking down the sidewalk, I probably would have like tripped over it mm. after it had already passed me. My my yeah. reaction speed was quite Nil. delayed. Yeah, but it was only because I was just tired, right? I was just beat to shit. Um, so we went to the went to the pumpkin patch at like eleven. You know, kids wanted to get the pumpkins that were, like, all the way at the fucking back of sure. the field. Sure, We didn't bring a wagon or anything. I was so, about to say, like, who was carrying like, these walking, pumpkins? Like, walking with them, like, perched on my palms like a server. On both shoulders, yeah. yeah. 
And so like I they take it to the weigh and scale, two of them, and so the white the missus is following me and so she's coming, so I go to turn around to get it and she's got she's holding them like on her chest. I'm like, Hey, you get some work done, babe, huh? Melons, big juicy melons. It's a little over the top, but whatever. Laying on pretty thick. Uh no. So we did that. We got some donuts, got Mm. some cider. Cause you went to Apple Charlie's, right? Yeah, we did. That's where we went as kids. Apple Chucks, place to be. Yeah, so that that was you know, diet's going terrible. Mm, I was up three pounds. See, I was excited this weekend. I was like, I'm gonna be wandering around the woods with fifty pounds worth of gear on me. I'm gonna lose some weight. I was down to my lowest off my scale. It was two ten on my scale. So I was like, great. So Friday night, going up there, I hadn't eaten after work. I get all my stuff together. I go up. I got, I got, I got to get some McDonald's. I'm hungry. I got an hour and a half drive ahead of me. I'm hungry. I got to eat something. So I get some McDonald's. I eat on the way. Get up there. I think that later that night I had and slice of pizza. The next day I had two eggs and then, the, and then something for dinner and then breakfast and then came home and had Taco Bell on the way home. And so then Monday I, I weigh, I'm like two thirteen point seven four pounds. Four pounds I gained? I did all this walking in the woods. Water weight, babe. Water weight. That's all it is. Hachi machi. We got a Chevy guy coming back again. God, he was so terrible. Yeah, so Corey Seager. Seager. (laughs) Jesus. Corey Seager with the, uh, so he's like the eighth player ever. What is that? It's the Tahoe. It's disgusting. Chevy, Chevy ruined the front end of their vehicles. I don't know what they did. That's why because, I can't stand the Silverado, which you like. Well, I I don't like the new one, no. It's disgusting. I, for the last, like, six years, I've liked it, but not that one. But, but anyways, I don't know. Whatever. The Rays blew it. Their manager took uh, that, that trailer park Prince Blake Snell out with one out in the six mm-hmm. when he was spinning a gem right after that. Double, wild pitch, single. Next thing, it's 2-1. Game over. Um, I had an interesting day yesterday, though. So I got home from mm-hmm. work, and our boys are both being homeschooled. So one's in first grade, and the other one's in preschool. So first grade's a challenge just because the the software that the school district got is just shit. Mm. And I say that knowing that the school district shares the same sentiment. They are not yeah. happy with this product that was provided. And so they're being great. You know, they're working with us uh, and saying, like, look, don't do science and social studies. We know it's not on par with what your kids need to be. We need you to focus on reading and math. These are the big ones. Focus this kind of time on this, blah, blah, blah. We know it's difficult. So I'm sitting with the oldest, and we're – I forget what subject we were working on. We were working on something. I'm like, man, my chest is – Solar plexus feeling tight, right? My sternum. I'm like, you know, pulling my shoulder blades back, seeing if I got a little, like, crack my chest or whatever. And I've had it before. It's been, like, gas and digestion, whatever. So I'm I'm paying attention to it, but not thinking much of it. And then, like, the inside of, like, my upper arm slash elbow is feeling warm. Mm. And my fingers feel a bit odd. And I'm like, all right. This, all right, all right. It's enough. That's enough, body. So now it's in my head. So I stand up and I go and I tell them, I go, not sure that I'm totally not having a heart attack right now. Well, that's something you can't say to anybody. Well, I told him I wanted in case I hit the fucking floor. I true. wanted to know, like, oh, he said he thinks he's having a heart attack. Yeah, true. 
And so she's like, like, and you know, COVID cases are spiking around mm-hmm. here. So I'm like, the last place I want to go to generally, but especially now yeah. is an emergency room. So I like ended up going up, laying down for a bit and, and it kind of subsided a bit pretty quick. And they say, you know, if you can do anything to make the chest pain go away, it's not a heart attack. Mm-hmm. It's not cardiac. Cause it's like unrelenting, right? Yeah. A blockage is a blockage. Yeah. Nothing can make it go away other than medicine and surgery. Uh, so that was fine. But I'm like, look, diet's been shit. Haven't been sleeping that much, right? Like, fine, but I'm just not going to bed at a good These hour, things right? will. And I'm the type of guy that's like 60 seconds, 90 seconds, I fall asleep. Hmm. Right? It's not the uh-huh. only thing that's 60 seconds. I'm about to say. Hey, hey. <laughs> no. And so I'm like, you know, I, well, I'll just let's just go to bed. We bitch about it like every night. And then we find ourselves doing stuff. Let's just, let's fuck it. That, this is life at 30. Let's fucking let's go do, to bed. Let's do it. Let's go to sleep. So 9.33, we're in bed. Both of us. Kids are asleep. Mm. We're in bed. Alex, I've never had a worse night of sleeping in my life. Mm. It took me almost an hour to get all the way asleep. And then I woke up at 11 o'clock. I had to have woken up 20 times last night just like open my eyes like huh where am i i don't think i ever felt like i was fully asleep the entire night Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i get tonight what is it right now oh it's near one it's it's not it's 1209 i'll sleep like a fucking baby right bed sleep all the way through the night Mm -hmm. wake up at some point hopefully before i'm supposed to be working luckily i'm working from home tomorrow you get to submit your own timesheets. I got to still clock in. I get to sleep easily. I stay asleep for the first, I don't know, four hours of the night easily, no matter what the situation situation was prior. It's the like three, four o'clock time. I'll wake up. Same as you. Huh? Just wake up. But normally I don't do that. And then I'll turn. Like I'll go, okay, that was weird. I'll turn, I'll switch positions. I'll go, okay, now I'm going to go back to sleep. And I'll go back to sleep. I'll tell myself, okay, close your eyes. You're going back to bed now. I'll go back to bed. And then I'll wake up an hour later. I'm like, why am I up again? Drink another gulp of water. Look to check time on the phone. All right, change position, go back to bed. Do that. Hour later, wake back up. And now it's five. I'm like, what is what is happening? Is, is what is going on is, here? Is, is something happening to me? Is there somebody in this room? There's somebody in here, isn't there? But that is how it's been for the last, like, two years. I still get a relatively a full... I get the first four hours of REM sleep, which is nice. The rest of it's just resting, I suppose. Yeah, so, like, I, like, I don't know. I did... The other thing that was funny, I guess, if you'll say from my... Am I having a heart attack moment? I'm, like, looking through other things to make sure I can kind of... You're WebMDing yourself? Well, pay attention to, to either say, okay, I need to get in the car or have someone take me. Which was, of course, one of the first things. Don't drive yourself to the hospital. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that one. Call a fucking ambulance. You know how much those things cost? I don't have $18,000. That's the dad and me. Yeah, fuck that. I got insurance if I crash my car. Mm. They'll fix it. No one's paying for my ambulance. Um, (laughs) one One of the symptoms, allegedly, of a heart attack is, and I quote, an impending sense of doom. 
Oh, like, what? I've been having a heart attack for like I'm 10 say, fucking years. <laughs> You're a little late to the party on this one. This is one. the longest heart attack ever. <laughs> an impending, playing, the, playing the long run here. An impending sense of doom. So let's see. Is that really a symptom of a heart attack? Or is that like, can you call the symptom? Because the person's life. like, well, what were your symptoms? How did you know? Well, my chest was really tight and I was having a hard time breathing and my arm kind of hurt. Got a little dizzy, a little bit of pain in the back of my throat and my jaw. And and then I just, I had this impending sense of doom. That's, Get this man on a hospital gurney right now. That's because you knew you were having a fucking heart attack. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, you know, one to one equals two. I don't know. Like, it's probably. I, I got a buddy who's an ER nurse. I'm going to be like, Ryan, I have an impending sense of doom. What's what? wrong with me? Heart attack. <laughs> Immediately. Call 911. Here's what you do. You take eight aspirin, you crush them up on the dining room table, and you Snow just it. put them right to, the, right to the dome. Put them in a wet paper towel right up your there ass. There it is. There it is. You clinch and you stand That's on your right. head's hand That's for right. ten minutes. Impending sense of doom. That's pretty broad. I had uh, one of those dad moments of, I'm not... I'm driving myself to the house. I'm not paying for I'm it. I'm not paying for I that. was at school and uh, years ago, and so I stepped off the curb wrong, and I was talking to some girl, and so I was walking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you tomorrow in class, right? Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, I'll text you for school, whatever. Tripped off the curb. She didn't see it. She had a back turn, thank Christ. Broke. I could have sworn broke my ankle, my right ankle. And I'm talking to Dad, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I just stepped off the curb and broke my ankle as I'm like grabbing cars to stumble right. back to my vehicle and he's like well you know the hospital's just down the road he's like can you make it there and i was like i told him i was like yeah i think it was, it was my left foot it's fine i can get to i can get to the hospital it was and it was my right foot i had to gas with that foot yeah. so what i did was left foot was breaking right foot i'm just gonna slop my foot on the gas to try to get it to go forward <laughs> i just gotta get down the road a little bit <laughs> is this how i envision jordan Belfort's? Foot driving back yeah, from the yeah, country club yeah, after the quaaludes kicked with in. his foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had the good left foot on the brake. It could stop at any given right. moment if I needed Thank to. Thank God you didn't have a manual. Well, there's because then you would have to brake. Well, I also right would have had to pull my whole foot off oh, the, my whole God. leg off the gas. Oh. Yes, I, uh, I, I did almost the exact same thing. This was years ago before I moved to Boston. Um, I was I. I went to a friend's house. I just got off work. And, like, they were inside. And so I went in and I was picking up a buddy, friend of the pod, Nick Paul. And uh, I ran outside because I left my windows down in my car. And so it started raining Mm. before they were ready to leave. So I ran out and it was on a corner house. And so I, like, ran and I stopped. And as I stopped, the grass, like, slipped in it. And so my right leg went out. And I like sat back on my, you know how like mm-hmm. people do like the not complete splits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like that, but like not intentional. It was like tucked under me too much. I fucking heard my leg break internally. Oof. Like, you know what I that mean? Pop. I heard that. And like, just if you've never broken a bone, mm. it's this intense, like obvious pain, but like this warm mm-hmm. heat and sensation pressure, yeah. of your body just being like, Oh, something's happening here. <laughs> and so, and then like, 
it wells from your stomach and like you like have to like try to gain your breath like through your diaphragm and it's mm-hmm. like hard to take full breaths because your body's like clenching and so forget how i think i i don't know if i went in or if i called him anyway so my my buddy came out or, or the people I, I was taking some other people home, so they came out i drove them home and then i drove myself home and, and nick called me and he's like hey man where are you at and i'm like oh i'm at my house he's like you need to go to the hospital i'm like yeah and i think i told him i'm like and mind you, I'm sober. Of all the times for me yeah. to do this, this is the time I wasn't partying. I'm like, well, I think I might just sleep and then go tomorrow. He's like, no. I'm like, all right, you're right. He talks me into going. I'm like, I'll just drive. He's like, no. <laughs> what is? And like, so this party is happening like in our neighborhood. It was yeah. off like uh, Michigan and Porter, mm-hmm. behind the Davis's old house. Yeah. And and uh, so I, I drive back and I get him. And he goes, we have a habit. There was a, there was like a, what was that movie? Uh, Final Destination. Yeah. There was like a Final Destination ring between him, myself, and our other friend, Eric. Eric, yeah. Of going to the hospital. Who's going to the hospital tonight? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, Eric stabbed Nick in the hand one time. Mm-hmm. Eric had his finger ripped off in a, in an attic, like closing door from a ceiling from a, and so we were all akin and used to, like, it was almost yeah. like, like, you know, a communal thing when one of us had to go to the hospital. Like, you can, no one goes by themselves. Mm-hmm. One of us is taking you with. Man, so he, he takes me there. My fucking leg is like a goddamn <laughs> grapefruit, dude. He's like, you couldn't have driven there. What is wrong well, with Was you? it the left leg or the right leg? It was the left leg, so I could have been. Ah, been fine. I was, oh, God, dude. I... I was bad. Take a couple of ibuprofen. You could have walked to the hospital. I was real bad. And then the next day, Eric took me to get the cast put on. And man, I... Fuck. I almost didn't make it back into the house to vomit. Cause they I sent was, you home? Yeah, was it was a compound fracture in your leg? No, it wasn't compound. It wasn't all they threw. But they, so they give you like a temporary soft cast. Yeah. I don't know, like, you got to go see like a... The cast doctor. guy. Yeah, you got to go see an orthopedist or whatever. And we'll fit you for a real one. It was dumb. It was the middle of summer, too. Well, I mean, you were still golfing when you had your ACL tour. I did. I remember I I got called on the course. Mm. I was on, like, the 8th tee. That's when I was in school. And uh, the piece was like, hey, so we got your MRI back, and you you have a partial tear of your ACL. The good news is if you would have torn the other half, you would have needed to have surgery. The half you tour, you just need to brace and kind of take it easy. And I'm like, so I shouldn't be golfing, is what you're saying. And he's like, are you golfing? Yeah. <laughs> you're golfing right now, aren't you? You're golfing. I'm golfing right now. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's like, no, you should not be fucking golfing, you idiot. I'm like, well, my knee's not swollen. I can golf. Well, I'm like, I was saying, well, fine. okay, I'm almost done anyways. I'm on the eighth hole. I'll call you back uh, in two hours. <laughs> so this is also probably one of the reasons why that knee... Gives me a problem when I go upstairs a lot. Mm, yes. Like, is that the same knee you broke? Or no. Leg? No. No. That's that's the right one. So I broke the left. This was the right one. So like, if I go up and down like a ladder or stairs a lot, like throughout the day, if I'm doing something, mm. my knee will swell up. And it did this when I lived in Boston. It became a fucking like grapefruit, mm-hmm. bigger than a grapefruit, really. 
And I like couldn't, if I didn't walk with a limp, I would fall because it was so swollen. I went to the doctor. I was MRI'd again. It was fine. I was tested for an STD. I was tested for gout, all this other shit. And I'm like, nothing's wrong. I mean, so, I'm no medical doctor or anything, but I don't know what STDs have to do uh, with swollen cartilage I think it was just the, It was just because of... College kid, Boston an, town. An, an infection, right? Yeah. Anyway, so they drained it, and they gave me a cortisone shot, and they diagnosed me with what's called runner's knee, which is absolute bullshit. Cause I it's don't like run. tennis elbow? Yeah. But what it is, is when I... Because I tore that ACL, and I didn't rehab it... Of course. One side I favored in my walking. Yeah. Because I didn't wear my brace as much as I should have. And so my my kneecap doesn't sit properly in the groove of my, my uh, what would that be? What, my tibia. My tibia? That's the main That's one, right? That's in the thigh, yeah. No, it's in the lower. Femur, tibia, fibia. I, I just anyways, So it doesn't sit right. Because one of the tendons on one side of the knee is stronger than the other. Because I babied it. Mm-hmm. And so it pulls it just out of whack enough. And so when I do like stairs, the fatty patch behind the patella gets rubbed and it gets irritated. And Mm -hmm. so when a joint gets irritated, the body sends fluid. And it fucking, so I'm like, okay, well, what do you mean? I can't just do stairs. Stairs don't work anymore. Like I'm, I'm like 27. Get what a ranch you... house. You'll be fine. He's like, well, we can, you know, go into your knee and we can release the, the tendon on the, the strong tendon. He goes, but in about five to 10 years, it'll probably, the stump where it is will wear a groove in your knee and you'll need total knee replacement. I'm like, well, Next. I guess stairs are off the yep. fucking menu. Fuck the stairs. I don't need those things. Luckily, it's it's been a bit better, but I've had, I've had my fair share of. That's because you don't do manual labor anymore. Well, so that was my old fucking, that was my manual labor time in life. No, I know. So, like, there were jobs I don't, like. But you got like, over it and you survived. And now you no longer, now you get to sit. Now I get to get fat labor. behind the desk. Well, I mean, pros and cons to everything we do here. This is our con. I'll take this con versus <laughs> this Melanie cross. over here. This is my cross to bear. All right. Well, you know, what? Uh, so, so what's what's going on? I mean, this is Halloween is coming up this weekend. We well, got anything else in the hopper? I mean, we well, so I a... mean, I have things in the hopper since I missed the garage time uh, uh, the function office meeting. Yes, yep. indeed, the office party. Um, me and Mike. So for some reason, Mike gets to Mike gets to have fun with everybody, but one of us apparently has to miss everything. Well, he's yeah. he's got it made somehow. Yeah. But anyways. Me and him will be, we have a, uh, 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 and I don't know how safe this is, or how smart this is, I should say. We're going to try to be as safe as possible. Uh, we're going to Ann Arbor on Saturday. We have a hotel room uh, uh, in downtown Ann Arbor. The point was just initially just to get, it's Michigan, Michigan State, noon game. There's great games on throughout the day just to get shit hammered and not have to drive a 45-minute drive back home on the freeway in the dark, which Correct. is a, a nice thing to plan out. It's a good thing to think And about. then the day, the day I paid for this room, uh, it had a 14-day re- uh, refund policy. I booked it on 10 days from the date yep. for which we were going, so that's out of the question. Yep. That next day, uh, Washtenaw County, which is the county that has Ann Arbor, and it had a 60% spike increase of COVID cases. And they went on a like countywide lockdown. And I well, was so like, they, that's cool. They've been getting it's sixty percent spike or whatever it is from 
the return to class. Which was already like a 15 to 18% spike. So it was something like they had like X amount prior to return to class. And then like the math was what they can attribute to those in mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Yeah, so but you know, so the university has the kids on lockdown, which doesn't do anything for me. I mean, well, you can like still go to work and shit, and so yeah. that's the thing. It's like okay, so you're a bartender at you know beat ups right. or wherever. So, yeah. well, this is the thing, and so we're gonna be as safe as possible. To try to be. I can't get the room back, so at minimum, I'm, yeah. I'm buying a case of beer, a half low. kegger, and I'm getting in. The, I'm, I'll sit on bed all day, and so when I pass out, it's just straight just, back yeah, into the bed. Just, just, fall back so at minimum that's gonna happen but so that'll be hopefully exciting hopefully everything is is following by rules and we all everything's kosher but i was happy when they announced the noon kick for the michigan michigan State. i mean of course it was gonna be well i mean i've got kids to do our halloween stuff with so that way it's noon over by 334 ish halloween time the game should be over by like one because michigan state's doo-doo uh, and so, but, but I, I can watch it. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This prevents me from getting yelled at. Well, relatively. So. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what I have in the hopper. I mean, do, what do we have going on? What do we, uh, so, I mean, what we got, well, so next week, Tuesday is election November 3rd. That's and so right. just as a PSA, this will be the only time I say it. Everybody go out and vote. Nobody gives a fuck who you vote for. Just please go out do and vote. please just fucking do it. If you were going to mail in a vote uh, ballot, make sure you understand what it is for your state. Like mm-hmm. Wisconsin uh, just ruled that the ballots must be received prior to, prior to election or day. the day of yeah. election day. They will not count. So if you want to do a mail-in, if you have an absentee, there should be drop boxes. You can take it to your clerk's office. Do things I like would that. suggest, since we're so close, is if you have an absentee, take it to your city or county clerk. It's a lot safer than than the mass of people at the election day, and it just I just don't take it to the clerk's office. Just yep. Take it to the whoever clerks. you're voting for. I mean, yes. this isn't a one way or the other yep. right now. This is just just participate. Social democracy. We lose a light. Something just happened here. Lost a light. Oh, it's that boy. Oh, he did lose a light. That boy's burned All right. out. Well, you know. Well. So long. Shutting the lights out on us. But anyways, yeah, so uh, Tuesday, we have that Wednesday off. Yeah, The well, next Wednesday. I mean, I, I do. I don't, yeah, I will. I, will. I had it off since June because I saw this shit coming out. I had, I did it in 2016, took the Wednesday off, <laughs> sent them back all day. Yep. And so, I'll, you know, we'll get off work. We'll link up. And uh, so we'll record yep. both uh, Top night. Door Pod and uh, uh, Garage Time, of course. And then I think we're just going to start kicking them back even harder than we normally would because that's not like we got anywhere to be on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, well, I I can't do it that hard. Okay, well, I'm going to, so. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I may not. Just saying, I you know, I got, I got kids, man. Yeah, well, I bought this baby straight cash. <laughs> so, yeah. But one thing, but, but for, for what's relative... Or, or uh, what we're getting at, I guess, mm. is what I should say is we're going to do some election night bingo mm. here. Yes, we are. Um, and we'll share. We found some bingo cards. It's going to be a little difficult because we're going to try to do it while we're recording. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have topics that we're talking about. And yeah, things and that so we're we've got about. the TV, obviously. We're not going gonna... to have the volume on no. because that makes for guys... terrible yeah. audio. Yep. Um, so it'll be like visual things. 
people crying. Uh, Whenever and, they touch the big, uh, big map, the big screen yeah. map, and go to zoom into a specific county somewhere yeah, in the middle of like Nevada, that. or like uh, maybe random states, mm-hmm. whether they're they go red or blue, like we'll have to do East Coast ones mm-hmm. because the the polling times, but, but shit like that, yeah. There's no... And the point is, it's going to be a drinking game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't so really... As much as we may personally care about the results, we don't care about it in this regard. So we'll do every time, every time you get a uh, a mark, you take a drink. Hmm. The other person takes a drink. There it is. And whoever... Hmm. Bingo. Are whoever we gets a line, vertical, horizontal, oh, or diagonal will be a shot mm. for the other person. If we get a blackout card, what do we do for that? Is that a shotgun? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, And a shot? But here's the other thing. Because mm. blackout cards will be very minimal. Yeah, but I feel like the lines will be very prevalent, depending on how long we do it. And I'm not here to take fucking 10 shots um we'll have to we'll work out the kinks yeah we'll post something this week we'll post the bingo cards we're going to be playing with mm-hmm. you want to play along go for it uh it'll probably be a lot easier and better uh with volume on mm-hmm. because you can be like if wolf blitzer says uh uh actually uh we're having some audio difficulty mm-hmm. boom yeah Nailed it. And uh, if uh, Tucker Carlson is staring blankly into the void with his mouth open, boom, mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so uh, I think we'll, we'll still work out the kinks, but we may still play when we're off air. I think we will. Um, but there may be some uh, videos uh, and definitely some photos that will come to the Instagram page and the and the Facebook page as well that will have us maybe. Hell, depending on what's going on in the night, there might be a weird Facebook Live or Instagram Live thing that happens. I hope not, oddly. because there probably won't be anything good that comes from that. Probably not, but, well, not for us. For maybe the content-wise, it'll probably be pretty good. <laughs> we might be canceled the next we, day or whatever, but... I hope not. Um. Yeah, so that'll happen. I mean, you know, who fucking knows, dude? This whole... Uh, what a weird time. Mm-hmm. Everything is so weird. I don't think it's going to get any less unweird. Do we just embrace the weird? I mean, that town hall. I think. I think if we just just head, if we stick to those points. Yeah, I think. I think. I think at least in our our our, our day to day people we commune with on a daily basis, we can have a, right. a, a a positive and respectful interaction within those spheres. Nationally, I don't control any of that business, so who yeah. the fuck cares? In your neighborhood, you got new neighbors. Take a dump on their lawn. Exactly. First day they're there. Dominance. They know it's human shit. You Somebody's driving in this. the fast lane, knock him out exactly. of the fast lane. Exactly. That is endorsed by our lawyers. We're, we're, we're apparently we, ironclad yep, on, yep. That, we on have the full, law. We have full legal backing. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Well, it is late. It is fucking freezing in here. It is colder than shit. Uh, we got to get that sorted uh, before hibernation mode in the winter sets in. Um, you got some business to handle? Do yeah, you? I got a little bit of business here. Uh, so if you like... Uh, the town hall or anything we talked about or anything we ever talk about, you can always reach us at garagetimepod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll field your questions and uh, insights there. Uh, we're on Twitter at garagetimepod. Insta, you can catch us at garagetimepod. And Facebook, 
who would have guessed it? Garage Time Podcast. You can catch us there. So if you want to DM, DM us anything, uh, interact to any of our posts, we're posting a bunch of stuff all the time, whether it's memes, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the future there might be events or giveaways or something that might show up. You'll, you'll catch all that information there. Um, you can catch us, Garage Time Pod, at any of your favorite streaming sites, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever you like. Um, share, review, like, rate comment all that good stuff uh but just one important thing is to make sure that you follow us or as apple puts it subscribe to us so that way when a new episode comes out it jumps right to the front on your stream that's the best way that you can uh see our new content that's dropped uh every week yeah so um i would like to say by the next time we come back halloween will have came and went Hmm. uh like a like a Twitter date or a, like a Tinder date in the mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna need to start prepping Thanksgiving time for the real holidays. Mm-hmm. Okay, they come hot and heavy. And so this is this is where the quality starts flowing, mm-hmm. personally and now professionally. Correct. And uh, we uh, we kind of teased the town hall like this a few weeks prior to mm. the town hall happening. We've got some. We have an idea that we we really want to execute. There's a little bit that's going to go into it, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to see how we can get it done. We hope we can get it done. Um, and if so, I think it's going to be really special. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be really special. So uh, that'll be it'll be a Thanksgiving special, mm-hmm. um, separate of. Of only separate from the podcast, correct. So it's not; it won't just be audio. So, but we again, that's something we gotta. There's, there's things in the works. We gotta, yeah, we gotta to talk to some people and, and we gotta figure some stuff out and see how we can execute it. But uh, we got that. I mean, Christmas is just gonna be uh, chocked full pandemonium right there. It's just gonna be me. This is gonna be me and you on the on the mic, just in a good mood. Yeah, Holly and Jolly. There's no, I mean, there's it's no better gonna be season. For like five fucking weeks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I might be on remote one time. I think I gotta go out of town for work. I think we have that sorted. We'll figure it out. But all right, well, so um, thanks again for joining us for the Grouch Time Town Hall. Uh, hope it was a little bit of a respite from all of this absolute mm-hmm. utter fucking bullshit that this election season is. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Try these spooky cocktails. Uh, if you don't have a blowtorch, don't worry about it. Just I used the lighter the first time I made it. Yeah, there you it works go. Fine. Ah, just don't light yours on fire. So, all right. Well, from us here in Garage Time, please keep those beers cold.